Hey guys, just wanted to share a message from our sponsor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. How do you develop the right attitude for this business? Let's talk. Mm-hmm. Hello for $10,000. Who should... Excuse me? Acting Class Weekly with legendary character actor Sean Whelan. Lessons, tips, and insight into the craft and business of acting from a man who's been directed by the likes of Spielberg, Eastwood, Tim Burton, Ang Lee, Michael Bay, Wes Craven, Tom Hanks, and many more of Hollywood's A-List. He is 30 years an actor and your professor, Sean Whelan. Hello, everybody. Miss Phenomenal, Roxy, how is your attitude today? I think pretty good. I think you have a good attitude today. Thank you so much. I feel like it was very focused on your lunch. Oh, you can't take salmon anything but seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get through it. Right. But on the other end of that, I felt I didn't know where I landed with the salmon in front of you. But after that, I felt pretty good. I felt like the attitude, you know. One track mind. Yeah, the thing changed. Uh, So, as I just mentioned, Roxy Stryer, Miss Phenomenal, my co-host, and our producer, Mr. Funtabulous, Jeff Graham. How's your attitude doing, sir? You know, I'm feeling amped. That music at the beginning weirdly gets me really excited. It does. Like, I jam back here in the booth. (laughs) I I agree. I feel that way. And every time Maria says... And your professor, that's such a cool, like, it's Maria Menounos saying, I know, and she's it calling is. you the professor. It is. It's weird because I had a crush on her, like, for 10 years. Who so. didn't? Same. Yeah, I know. Yeah, especially it's being from Boston. True. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of true. So today, speaking of attitudes, it, we're going to discuss how to get the right attitude for being a successful actor in the craft and the business because you want to sustain both obviously you don't want to be a great actor and then crash and burn because your business acumen is not good or vice versa right so we really want to figure out what the right attitude is and how to get there and i'm going to break those down but before we do that we'd always talk about my week so i had a very interesting week I had a third audition for a show that – now, the, what that means is they brought me in for one character. I didn't get it. A couple weeks later, they brought me in to another one, is this different the, character. You talked about this on this show? The, did, did I mention that last week? Well, are you talking about the audition that you went in that you expected not to like, but then you loved it? No, no, no. This oh. is this is, And then this is a different show. It's RuPaul's new show. And then oh, right. they had a third audition. And so my manager said, look, they like you. And they're trying to fight for you and get you on the show. But for a third character or a callback? A third character. Wow. Third character. So that means they're just trying to find a place for me. And that's really good. And some... Actors get a little upset and kind of go, well, listen, they know my stuff. They've seen me. I'm not going to go in anymore. Now, I had a friend who had 10 auditions for, like, CSI over 10 years and finally got a gig. doesn't mean you should get have the wrong attitude. 
just know that they're trying to find a place for you. And that's a good place to be. I, I love that because I, I hear this from people all the time. I remember David Rappaport, who is the casting director for all of those CW yes, David shows. huge. He, he's a friend of mine and he was telling me about how many times Stephen Amell came in for him before he cast him as yeah. Green Arrow. He was yeah. like he tried he auditioned to be every superhero and it just wasn't working until right. that. And so I kept calling him in and he kept showing up ready to go because he knew it wasn't an insult. He hadn't gotten those. I wanted to keep bringing him in. That's actually a compliment. Right. When you keep asking somebody. So it, it happens yeah, all the it time. Keeps that door open. I also had a coaching with a student that I've worked with since she was eight years old and now she's 15 and because of the work we did she got very close on Steven Spielberg's BFG she was the only American picked for the final three the other two were British and of course they went British um and now she is the lead of her performing arts high school's play which is very heavy and she asked me to coach her through that, but she's the only freshman ever to get a role um, in that school. Wow, it's always amazing. juniors and seniors. And we've been working together for a long time. She was in my play, Psyche on, She was the daughter oh, in Psyche on Vine. Oh, yeah. The night great. you get, yeah, a thin girl, very well, great. She's the only one that's a kid. Yes, exactly. Well, we had two kids, so I wasn't sure of the night that you saw. Oh. But she was in it the majority, and she had an understudy. Then I had a documentary interview with her and me afterwards from a guy I met a few years ago in Missouri on a Missouri talk show, and he and I had kept in touch, and he wanted to do an interview with me about child actors and working with Ella. That's her name, Ella, my student. And I thought about the today's show, and I thought, well, because I have a good attitude every time I go in to this show. I'll keep getting auditions for them. This guy who used me from Missouri, I said, hey, I'd like to go back on that show. And so now we're working. I did a favor for him, and he's going to help me get back into the talk show in Missouri. And then Ella's going to be working with me forever because I always had the right attitude. She had times where she was going through personal things. I went through personal things. But because I kept the the right attitude, never said, well, you know, you were my student for a long time, and now you're taking six months off. They'd call and say, hey, we want to restart again. Fine. You know, I could have said, listen, I needed you consistently. And, you know, it's the attitude well, that Well, you didn't helped. take it personally. I didn't take it personally, which is huge and a really good point about attitude. You can't take it personally. It's a business, and it's a business. We're all journeymen. We all move around and have different things, and then we have tons. 10 balls in the air and then one becomes the one that you know is paying the bills and is the priority and you shift and so you have to be prepared you have to have the right attitude that's one of the elements of having the right attitude that i'll discuss today uh before we get into it uh miss phenomenal is going to tell us a little bit about after buzz and how you can help if you guys are loving what we're doing here, which if you're listening, what episode are we on? Five? Hopefully you probably, yeah. unless you just like to torment yourself, you probably are actually liking what we're doing because you've listened thus far. And so what would really help us out a lot, and I, I know this sounds like it doesn't make a difference, but seriously, it means that more people can find us. It means that we know the direction that the show needs to go in. It means that the producers are happy with us, Mr. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal in there, and Kevin Undergaro, Maria Nunos and everybody, 
We would love for you guys to do a couple of things. Number one, go to iTunes. So if you're listening on YouTube, stop for a second, go over to iTunes, leave us a comment, subscribe over there, and give us that five stars. Five stars is a perfect score. We've been waiting for that on our films all our life, Sean, right? Yes. We need that five star. Always. So make sure that you go over and do that in the comments so that we know how you guys are feeling. And then on YouTube, that thumbs up and a comment there. Also subscribe to our channel. There's tons of different great content at AfterBuzz. So we'd really appreciate that. And that's how we grow as a show, which means that we'll be able to continue. So make sure you guys do that. And as always, tell your friends. Tell your friends about us. We really appreciate that. So before I jump into the topic, thank you, Miss Phenomenal. Mr. Fantabulous, about my week and what I took away from it. I love it. I think, like, the ability to not view continuous Collins as rejection, but rather as acceptance and excitement. Well, well, I think most people, just to correct you, is they see it as insulting, which is the wrong attitude, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not insulting. Because after a while, they go, well, they've seen me in all these different roles. They know I'm good. I shouldn't have to. We shouldn't have to do a ton of things. But Yeah, anytime we, you're starting a sentence with, I shouldn't have to yeah, yeah. check yourself it's, for a it's second. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to a good place. Yeah. So go ahead, Mr. Fantabla. Sorry. No, it's, it's yeah, I think you guys said it well. It's just, um, you know, the ability to view any audition as an opportunity. You know, you should be excited you're getting back in there because so many actors would be killing for the chance to be in that room. And you're getting to go back multiple times. Yeah. It's, yeah, very well said. And one of our elements, too. Thank you, Mr. Fantabulous. You're going to keep us posted, right? I'm going to keep you posted. So <laughs> It didn't no. feel genuine when you just said that. I thought you meant about the get excited part of the show. No. And I realized that in, right after you said that, I go, oh, no, she meant the audition. Yeah, the audition. So that's why you were kind of like, I'm going to keep you posted. <laughs> but I can read it on we you. Had like, a why moment. do you say it like that? We had a moment. Our communication, though, is best on this show, I will say. This is the best. If we lived on this show, we would know each other very well. The three Any, best yeah. friends that yeah, exactly. anyone could have. Um, <laughs> yeah, I will keep you posted if they keep bringing me. I think they will. But, you know, the one thing you do know as an actor is as it keeps going, you go, oh, they're running out of episodes. Yeah. You know, if you go in every other one and there's only 10 and I've done three. I probably only have a couple more bites at the apple, if that makes sense. But I get none that. Of, no actors, no math. I do want to do a, uh, one of these in the future, by the way, just planting the seed in your head right mm-hmm. now about how you do talk to your friends, your family, your coworkers, whatever, about when you're auditioning. If you ask them to not ask you unless you bring the information forward or tell them right. to check in. Not today, yeah. but I'm curious yeah, about no, that. It's a, it's a, it's a good balance. And you have to figure out how to navigate your personal life and how you have to view it as a business and say, stay steady. But these people get very excited. It's still a very exciting business to them. So that's a good one. All right. So let's break these down. These are elements that will help you get the right attitude. Number one, you have to start with yourself and it is be yourself. Just be yourself. What do I mean by that? I mean, trust your gut. Don't say, oh, I'm moving to Hollywood, so now I'm going to bleach my hair and I'm going to wear completely different clothes. And if I was someone who was girl next door, now I'm going to be goth or punk. Or You, you want to be genuine to who you are. Casting directors love authenticity. And that's what they want to see. So you really want to work on just being yourself. And how do you know, like I said, trust your gut. 
you're going to know if something just doesn't feel right for you. Now, that takes time and maturing, but you will know if you're pushing something that doesn't seem to fit. My story, I came here and I was from Maryland, but when I was in UCLA, I saw, it was the 80s, and I saw Billy Idol and stuff, and Sting, and I wanted to spike my hair. Well, I was not the good-looking guy like Billy Idol or Sting, so when I spiked my hair, it was kind of funky, a little more funky, more like a goofy Sid Vicious, uh, if you will. And when I started auditioning in commercials, the commercial casting directors and uh, regular directors loved it. They loved my look. That's interesting, though, Sean, because when you say be yourself, you modeled your image after people you liked, but you said not to... No, 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 no. I just saw the hairstyle as Sean, not as an actor, as Sean, me. You personally. It was me, your personal yes, preference. Yes. Good point. I didn't say, oh, this would be good for my career. That's the big difference. I just went, Sean, me as Sean, because I did it in college before I was doing any acting. I had my hair spike like that, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I did that, and then it really helped me because they thought, well, he's like a Stan Laurel with spiked hair, and he's really unique in his way, and they had me do deadpan and fun stuff like that. And I didn't really think about an image. I was just being myself, the same funny guy that I was on my dorm or frat house in my senior year was the same guy I was in the auditions. So I was just being true to myself. Uh, second, after you are honest with yourself, know who you are, get excited about what you're about to do. You're about to embark on something very new. I would think that if you got into law school or med school, these are very tough and hard roads to take, a lot of study, a lot of time. You have to have some level of excitement for doing this. So get excited about what you're going to be doing in acting. You're trying something new. You're going to be changing your mindset. You're going to be playing with the greatest instrument that you have, which is yourself. If you think about acting, performing, and Excited isn't the first thing that comes to you if it's more – it's daunting. It's nerve-wracking. It makes you anxious. It makes you whatever the other synonyms are. Mm -hmm. Then is this the wrong industry for you if excited isn't the first feeling? You have to check how in your gradient of enjoyment and wanting it versus the negativity. If the negativity farly outweighs it, then yes, I think it's time to re-examine what you're going to do. But, but I just mean the, there's some people at home where when they think about it, they probably feel nervous about pursuing it. it right. Then excited. Right. The comfort zone is always going to be tested when you expand it. So nerves are normal. But always being bummed about it is different than having a new thing that you're testing your comfort zone. You can be zone. nervous and excited at the of same course. time. Yeah. Exactly. Usually that so they do go So my there. tip, my takeaway tip, instead of start using the word adventure. Literally just change it. When you talk about your acting or you're going to try acting, you say, yeah, it's, it's my adventure. Just that in itself will help you 
reframe. What are the words to try to avoid using then? What does adventure uh, replace? Revent, adventure will replace uh, chore or um, um, have to, have to, or got got to, need to. You know, things that make you feel like you're not in charge and taking control of it. Got it. Uh, I would also, my other tip, read inspirational stories. Jenna Fisher has a great book called The Actor's Life. Here's a small town woman from the Midwest and ended up on one of the most popular shows of all time, The Office. Um, I also read inspirational books. I read Unbroken, uh, the movie about the World War II vet who survived a bunch of very tough circumstances. I like to watch real sports. And a lot of times they have really cool inspirational stories. Watch things that are inspirational where you say, well, if they can overcome with that, then certainly I can overcome trying acting for a few years, if that helps. What do you think of those, uh, Mr. Fantabulous? I love it. Yeah. Good, good talk. Yeah. Very concise. <laughs> He's just in. He loves He's it. He's in. I love it. He loves it. That's He's it. Fantabulous. All right. And so with that, Number three, love entertainment. He loves it. He loves it. And we have to love it ourselves. If we're going to go into that, you need to find the love of it. Let's say, you're, as you say sometimes, it's not natural for you. Then start watching movies. Start reading plays. See if it sparks something into you. You want to get excited about this field. What do I say is not natural? No, no, no. Sometimes you – no, you challenge me and say, but what if – like you just did. Oh. Like saying, you know, oh, well, what, what if, if you're – right, right, if it doesn't come. To the greater come, you. Yeah, 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 exactly. I thought you were saying I say to you that it's not natural for you to love entertainment. I was The real world is creeping into our show. So, we used to be so – Oh, we were in sync and then <laughs> we it came out. and now no, – no, no, Guys, I yeah. think I've got it. Yes, sir. Sean was saying, as you do on this show, Roxy, yes. by asking the question, mm -hmm. if, what if one doesn't feel this way, uh -huh. Thank you. I'm going to elaborate on that. Jeff, can you come – can we just do group texts and group phone calls with Jeff always on it so he can clarify both of us? Oh, I'll just wear like a Buddhist robe and yeah, follow you around. Yeah, just follow okay. us around. Yes. Uh, but you want to read plays, even reading Hollywood Reporter and see the exciting deals that are being made. Um, AFI again, 100, 100 top films. What sparks you? Or do they excite you? You want to really have the fun. Now, listen, these are hard because if you're a doctor and you have to learn every vein, you know what I mean? That probably is boring. How many have we got? Mr. Fundamentalist, that's so, a question so, for you. 75, I'm 204. It. Let's do 13. high low and I'll yeah. let you know. I really, yeah. I really don't know if this is I dozens, hundreds. Well, because then yeah. I think, is it just is it one? one is it one like all and it just goes, or <laughs> one that like they all go, like it's a huge jump rope almost. The amount that I know about our veins is none. Yeah, we, I, zero. Now I'm not sure I have any veins, to now, be honest. Yeah. Thank God I'm talking about Gone with the Wind because that's <laughs> stuff that's very important. I have to know. Uh, and, and yes, listen, you get to have the great greatest uh, you're in the you're in the greatest time where you can literally binge a show someone tells you about the sopranos you've never seen it i just read a post that someone said we binged it over the weekend the whole series the whole thing they did like a full like late night few hours get up you know they were just obsessed i'm so jealous of anybody who can watch the sopranos for the first time yeah 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 it's, that feeling it's, Sheena's never seen it. My girlfriend, so I get to Show like be her. with her. Yeah, that's amazing. So you can binge shows. So get 
get into the mindset of loving entertainment or finding your joy within the entertainment. Is it okay to not love plays, but you love TV? Yes. That's what I, that's kind of what what I was saying. saying. Like find your way in. Maybe you love stand up comedy. Maybe you love documentaries. That's fine. What if you say, I'm going to be a director of films. Then you start watching some films and you go, oh, the stories are the same. And, you know, Mr. Fantabulous, just like you and I were talking about, about some, there's just some stories that aren't how, as fresh as they are, they're not going to be that fresh. So maybe that turns you towards documentaries or, you know, find your place. But say say it's music for a second, right? Okay. And, And you don't. The only kind of music you like is country. Can you really say, I love music? Like, can you say, I love entertainment if the only thing you like are documentaries? Find your way in and, and then, then see the what happens. Okay. Taylor Swift started in country. That's where she so you just found need your it. Entry and then point. She, you need your entry point. So that's why you have to study and love entertainment to find what is your way in. Jim Carrey. You know, stand up, very broad comedy, and then did Eternal Sunshine and very deep characters later on. All right, then you have to wait real quick before we move on. I have sure. an answer for the veins. Oh yes, um, important, very important. Um, you can't really count them, and it varies from person to person, but it's millions. And if you were to millions, yes. And if you were to stretch them out like in a line. They would stretch for 100,000 miles or back to the moon and back seven times. 100,000 miles? Because they're so thin. They're like thinner than a strand of hair. And because you have so many, if you stretch them out. But I I don't... We should do an after buzz (laughs) surgery show. I'm looking at my hands. They're not that thin. Yeah. They're pretty... Yeah. Who knows? I'm baffled by the fact that it gets to me to the moon and back seven times. Yeah. Yeah. And Roxy and I can't finish a clear text message. And also, just before we move on, just to be perfectly clear, yes. Sean and I were debating if we had one. Yeah. One vein. Yeah, yeah. So please stick with the entertainment side of this. And if you ever want to get medical advice from the show, please run screaming. Mm-hmm. All right. Number four. <laughs> one vein. All right. You have to accept and know that you're going to have to get an artist's mind. Now, what does that mean? That means I was sitting yesterday with a director, Brandon Trost, who has been a DP for tons of things, and he just did Seth Rogen's new movie that I was in, and we were having lunch, and we were talking about a movie, um, Moonlight, last year, and I was saying, oh, the DP, the photography was amazing. And he, being a DP, said, it was okay. And I go, what? And he said, it was actually the director and how he framed the shots and did it that was more than – so he has a director, a DP's mind. A DP's mind. He's going to see things a certain way. So an artist's mind for actors, we need to study behavior of people. Just walk around and look at people and the way they interact and how fascinating it is and – the fun of misunderstanding because you have your point of view and I have my point of view and we come at it and for some weird reason it hits or misses. That's fun and interesting. Uh, Enjoy that. Savor that. You're surrounded by it. It's a resource everywhere. Is Um, there an actor's performance that most people either love or hate that you feel the opposite about as an actor coming from it with an actor's mind? Um. Well, I'll say – can I just say the first thing that comes to mind is a project. 
Um, what is the first Kevin Smith movie, the black and white one? The uh, Clerks. Can't watch it. Acting so bad. So bad. And someone was like, well, that's the fun of it. And I go, would you watch a movie out of focus? Would you watch a movie where you can't hear what they're saying? Why do I have to watch a movie where the acting is so bad? I do like Kevin Smith. How do like you feel some by of Clerks too? Oh, and please. then by Dogma. How do you feel? I, I did not even make it through <laughs> Clerks 1. I would not subject myself to Clerks 2. But I did heart, see Dogma. My heart is crushed right now. I know. I did. Sheena loves Kevin Smith movies. And I, love, I did enjoy Dogma. I did like Chasing Amy. But Clerks as an acting piece to me, felt like an essential element was missing hmm. in a movie. Interesting. I, it's, like I said, you wouldn't watch a movie out of focus. So why do I have to watch a movie with really bad Fascinating. actors? Fascinating. And again, that's my mind. Then uh, be open and excited that you're going to be learning a new way of seeing things in your acting classes when you study. So you, you're going to have to put on your actor's hat. You and I, when we get confused on the show, we laugh and try to figure it out. But if we were in an acting class, we might yell at each other and scream and be emotionally open because that's our artist's actor's hat. So you're going to know that you're going to have this special little hat that you can put on that's your artist actor hat. How do you transition? How do you put that on and take that off? Does that take practice or some people just... They know when and how. Well, you naturally don't stand up, sit on a stage in front of people or sit on a set surrounded by cameras. So that's kind of when you know and when you're rehearsing. And, you know, that's studying imagination and circumstances, things like that, that you'll, you'll learn. Do you put like, that on when you're watching things? Do I put that hat I'm, on? Uh, you can, and it's a good practice to do so you can see how you feel about things. And I'm going to go into that a little later specifically. Uh, number five, become curious. So this is kind of an extension of get excited. Get really curious about this business that you're ending it, getting into. So you're excited about it, but now get curious about it. Try to learn about the people that are in your acting class. Learn about the teacher. If you see a movie, this was so wonderful about today. I can see an actor on a movie and then I can instantly IMDb them or Google them and or I get to see uh, a movie like you and I were talking about, Mr. Fantabulous, um, Bradley Cooper's directing of A Star is Born. And then I instantly went to YouTube and saw him do an hour interview about it. I mean, it's get curious, try to learn as much as you can all the time. And speaking of him, he went on sets all the time. He went to um, editing bays. He sat with the director. He did a ton of things to really learn before he directed. Get curious. Marlon Brando would talk about you, not himself, because he was an actor and wanted to learn more about people. A lot of times people will ask me, because I'm in the hosting space so much, if I, if I want to be a host, if I want to be a journalist, how do I know if I have the right personality type? And one of the examples I'll give them is after you saw Straight Outta Compton or Bohemian Rhapsody or any biopic, is the first thing you do, go home and Google, how true re- is this? Always. How real is always. this? What? Because if you have that curiosity, like... Wait a second. What actually happened with Freddie Mercury? Wait a second. Was that the actual set that they played? If you are questioning these things and you're going home and typing it in, that's then you have that spark, that fire. Yes. Or if you watch it and you're like, that was lovely. Yeah. That's a different kind of appreciation. Right. Right. Um, 
other thing about being curious, ask people what movies they do like. And I know that you like Clerks, and I'm judging you. So um, <laughs> I just lo- I love I work with Kevin and Jay, and I love them. Yeah. I, I am not I'm not saying you're wrong about the performances. No, in the no, first, no. But right. It was early, and they've grown. It's crazy. Absolutely. Isn't it wild that people don't think of acting like that? Like if you're bad, sometimes people will write you off. But it's a it's a muscle. Right. I mean, the thing about listen, I understand that the was it was the tone, the vibe, and the writing. I get it. I get it. But for me as an actor, it was tough. I'm still shouting from the rooftops to give Hayden Christensen a second chance. He's right. an amazing performer. Yeah. yeah. He's really good. But yeah. I mean, it's people a, have a hard time getting past yeah. certain things. It's a, it's a risk. It's, it's always a risk. My ultimate like growth story is you guys know Shonda Rhimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in case you don't, she's pretty much considered like the modern day Norman Lear. She's created yes. like seven television shows. Grey's Anatomy, yeah. Scandal, yeah. How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah. Yep. With people. Brilliant African-American female writer. She wrote the movie Crossroads with Britney Spears. I love that movie oh so much. <laughs> I just will never, I will never doubt my ability to flourish in this industry because she wrote Crossroads, <laughs> and she's the most powerful showrunner almost yeah. ever. So that can, that is a great there. one. However, are you saying something bad about Crossroads? Because then we might have some. Maybe beef. no comment there. How yeah, 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 yeah. We got a couple no comments with Roxy tonight. <laughs> All right, number six specifically. Uh, open yourself. So this is kind of where you were heading a few minutes ago. You do want to open yourself so you put on that actor's mind when you're watching a movie. Or now when you watch two people and you see – the other day, here's a perfect example. I was at a bus stop and I saw uh, obviously a bus waiting for some people coming from another bus. And other people were walking there. But all I could watch is a mom – and her little son, and he was just kind of tired, but she was too tired to pick him up. And they were running so hard to the bus. And for those moments, I was just with them. And I was anxious for them. And I was like, you please, I don't care about anyone else. There's nothing I can I do to just, help. I, just, I can't yeah. do anything. I just want you to make your bus. You both need to get on that bus so you can get where you're going and, and, and relax. And? And they made it. Yeah. They made it. But I was invested from the hearing kind of you thing. talk about yes. it. Yes. So you... You want to open yourself to the and get excited that in the class you're going to be more emotional, more emotionally available. Um, again, you get permission. I get to. I did a, got to do a movie where I was a mass murderer because these people made fun of me. Well, I got made fun of in real life, but I didn't get to murder them. So you that get permission to do crazy things as an actor. So you've got to be ready to open yourself up. So you get to do that in class. You get to do that watching people. And you get to do that while watching movies and television shows. It's a really exciting thing to have in your arsenal. And it will help your attitude knowing you can do that. Number seven, be flexible and spontaneous. Like when you and your co-host can't connect on a little thing and the producer has to jump in. We could have gone south. You know, we, it could have made us very stiff and then awkward in the rest of the show. But you and I and Mr. Fantabulous have been in this business long enough to go, eh, you know, we're flexible. <laughs> right. It's, it's a moment. It's fle- we're flexible and flowing and not really getting rigid or stuck. It doesn't work. It doesn't work in this business to be rigid. Um, when you're rigid, what would have happened, let's say in that example, I might have got upset. It would have been awkward. 
Mr. Fontavis might have helped. I might have complained a little bit. And no one in this business wants a complainer. It's hard enough. So you have to be open. Things change overnight. For me, I was with a one-year-old daughter. A friend of mine was doing a movie. He called me on Friday night and said, listen, I want you to come do my movie in in New York the next day. Do you have anyone you know in New York? My brother lived there. Me, my ex-wife, my baby daughter, we got on a plane on late Friday night, did a red eye. I landed. They went to my brother's house. I went straight to set. That's you got to be flexible. Now I could have said, "Well, no, I can't." You know, you have to be ready. You have to be open and ready to flow. I had a friend who was a musician, and she was writing songs with this musician, and then they were building like five songs for an album that they wanted to record, and then all of a sudden he got a paid gig and he left, and she realized, "I'm not." of this lifestyle. You have to accept the lifestyle too. And that is flexibility and being spontaneous. And that will keep you in a better attitude. If we weren't that way, then our attitude would have been ruined for the rest of the show for that one moment. What do you think of that, Mr. Fantabulous? I also love it. Yeah. Great. It's brilliant. And I think it's really important. Yeah. I think it's even not just being, not just being spontaneous and flexible, to get on a plane and go shoot something. But like for me, maybe for the last five years of my life, my grandmother has called me every day. What are you having for lunch today? Wow. And I don't know because I don't know when I'm done auditioning. I don't know where I'll be close to. I can't, I, I don't ever know if people ask me, what are you doing on Friday? Do you want to hang? I don't know. Because yeah. if I book something, if I'm working late, yeah. if I'm whatever. So being able to ha- be the kind of person who's okay not knowing what you're eating for lunch. Yeah. We've been trying to set up a social thing, and I don't even say pencil anymore. I say let's chalk it chalk in. Chalk it in. Chalk, you know. That's my new phrase. Everybody can steal that. Chalk it in. When you know you're both very busy, it's even less than a pencil. Yeah. You like that? I do. Mr. I do. Fantabulous, I don't like, you like chalk it in you, but I, I like the chalk no, no, no. part. Mm-hmm. Do you like the chalk it in? Do you like that? Very much. I feel like it'll give me less guilt when I make plans with someone knowing it's going to be hard to make those plans. But what <laughs> yes. kind of guilt? Irish or no, Jewish? We, yeah, there we go. There's That's a, a whole other show. There's a specific like, evangelical <laughs> guilt that comes straight out of Ohio. <laughs> and if, <laughs> any of you Ohioans listening grew up in a Protestant home, you know exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you guys are called? Ohioans? Ohioans or Buckeyes. Either one. Buckeyes is the one I hear the most. Yeah. Oh, it's better than mass holes. We got yeah. a bad rap. Mass holes? It's Massachusetts assholes. I don't even know what you never heard that people. No, but I don't even know what Maryland is. Like or, I'm from Maryland. I'm either a Bostonian or a mass hole. That's what I'm called. You don't. There's no Mar- like Marylites. No, I really don't. Marylites, Maryland. Maryland. Ma- well, actually, Marylanders is what Marylanders. it is. Marylanders. Oh. Which is let's be honest it's kind of sucks super creative yeah and it's yeah and it kind of sucks it's long it's awkward so come on maryland let's get on that all right number eight put on blinders what do i mean by that there's so many voices telling you how hard it is or you know stats saying how few people work none of that matters don't focus on it when i came i went to the groundlings i liked it because it was fun and i want to do comedy And I just did that. And I had fun. And then everyone was like, hey, you should audition. You're killing it. And everyone loves you. And I went to an audition. And the casting director was like, first of all, you need to look up off the page. And you literally don't know what you're doing. Like you That really happened to you? Yeah. 
She goes, you literally don't know what you're doing. How did you even get in the room? Uh, because of the groundlings. Oh, wow. I was doing so well on the Sunday shows, and these cast directors kept saying, he's so great. But I knew how to do that, but I didn't know how to audition. So if I would have worried about auditioning before while I was doing the Sunday shows, I might go, well, I'm good, but I'm not, you know, I don't know how to audition. And how am I ever going to get in a room? If What's the point of doing so well in this show if I get an audition? I can't even, I didn't even think about it until she said, oh, you don't know. And I went, oh, I got to get an, I got to get an audition coach, which I did. So instead of but wouldn't worrying it have been better if you that, had worried before and then gotten the coach prior to that audition? Sure, if I knew that I didn't know how to do, I didn't know I didn't know how to do it. To be really honest, because you had blinders on. Yeah, I had blinders on. I didn't know. So I guess what I'm saying, and, and you've spoken of this sometimes, people back home, you know, saying this, you know, hey, how long is this, or you know, how long does this take, and you know, I. You can't listen to all the noise. You can't for me, listen it's a to blinders all the noise. for negativity. Is it yeah, the same for yes, you? Exactly. Blinders to negativity. So not like my head is in the sand. I don't know the process, and I'm no, not going to learn. No, 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 no. It's just if you're hearing people say, "Wow, you've been out there two years already. How long are you going to stay at this?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blinders. So yeah, stay focused on your intention. Your intention is trying to get a, be a better actor and feed your heart and soul and your artistic journey, and, and get better stomach. and get better at business and eat occasionally. Yeah. When the time when permits. you know what you're having for when lunch. the time permits, um, so your attention will always be pulled off of that. But just get right back to your intention. Number nine, you, this is a very important element for your attitude. Become a business. Get organized. Use a planner. Use your phone. Very important. Follow instructions. If someone says, "Please turn in." Um, an idea for your podcast uh, by Wednesday, you'll get it by Wednesday. Right. Break it down. When you say become a business, do you mean like legit LLC yourself, get a website, do all of those things that a business does? It's less about that. It's less about that. Good questions because they're all options for you, but that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that you need to just be organized and be ready for your auditions, prepared, be easy to work with, a good attitude when you go into these auditions. Um, it's really focusing on that and knowing that this isn't the artist hat where you're curling up in a ball crying because you're going to be stuck in traffic. This is your business hat. So your business hat gets you to the audition on time, prepared, ready to go, and then your artist hat happens as soon as you start acting in that audition. So you have to have both ready because if you're not a good business person in terms of attitude and punctuality and organization, you'll never get a chance at the artist side. So it's very important. That's another element that if you have that in place, you will do very well with your attitude. And last... The thing real quick, Sean... Go ahead, Mr. Fantabulous. The thing I like about this note is I don't want to overgeneralize, but if I had to maybe focus on a stereotype of creatives and actors and writers is maybe that component of the business doesn't come as naturally as the creative. Part. Yes. And the, the truth is it'll never purely be talent that gets you to where you need to be in this bit, in this industry. You have to have the ability to schedule and make appointments. Right. And so I, it just as an attitude idea, I really like that, Sean. And I think it's important and often overlooked. Yeah. I sat down with my commercial agent years ago. I started working commercially, Doug Ely at AKA. They've been around forever and he's been my commercial agent since 1989. 
or 19, I'm sorry, like 1991, 92. And he I'm sat down with me on, on a set and he said, I want you to get a notebook. I want you to write down every audition, when you got it, who they were, what casting director, what it was for, how it went. And then he when sat you, with you and did all that. He, he said, this is what you need to do. And then he said, when you're on a set, I want you to write down the hours that you get checked in, the hours you get checked off. Um, that's a whole other story. Uh, to make sure it matches with your paycheck. And I want you to know the name of the director and the first AD. And so you know their names and you learn the names of the makeup artists so you can network and be positive so you can call them by name, which is, again, the how to win friends and influence people, so you can address them properly. So you can he, thank he, them. Thank them. He just broke it down. And he set me on my path of being a good business person. Wow. We all make mistakes. We all show up late. We all turn in things later. I did today. But it's not normal. It's not like uh, Mr. Fantabulous and Ms. Phenomenal are like, oh, he's always late. He never, you know, he always sends us stuff very late. You know, he, I remember I was running late a few weeks ago and you guys, yeah, but you never do it. Yeah. So I got a pass, mm -hmm. you know, but if it was constant, it would be a problem. Right. Uh, number 10, most important, I think, is know why you're doing this that has nothing to do with acting. This is the hardest one that you say for me. I know. To, to actually compute. So really break this I'm down I'm going to try to break this down as best as possible. The It was born from – I did a show where I was in very tough – prosthetic makeup it was a really rough show show i wanted to quit the business i went to therapy and the woman said well besides acting besides money any of that why do you want to do this that's what you have to know to sustain all this other stuff right what if the answer that is helps. acting what if the answer is the creative what if the answer is the money or whatever that's fine but you, but you need all, more you need more because it's going to get you through the tougher times it's going to help you be flexible it's going to help you get back to your intention right so for me it was that i like meeting new people and that i like um uh, a new thing I don't like to have the same schedule every week. So that bites me in the butt sometimes. Sometimes it's like, ugh, sometimes I wish I just knew what I was doing. Every day can change for me. But I enjoyed that and I was honest with that. So I, because I knew this was a tough one for you, like say, what if you hate office settings? What if you hate cubicles? What if you don't like to wear suits? What yes, if you yes, don't yes. like to do prolonged office politics? That if it's really bad and toxic you know you're moving on to another project these are other examples you know things reasons why you want to do this job that have nothing to do with that fill it in the more you're full you know tony robbins says you've got to know the why the and that strengthens the why is that clearer no it's clear it's just the one i personally can't figure out everything you said yes i, I don't love wearing suits and i don't love cubicles and all of that but None of those things give me a fire. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, this is an element of the attitude. This is just going to fill in that little piece. I'm not saying this is the end all of the right. attitude. This is just a piece of it that helps. I would say you are, from what I know about you, you are a voracious learner. You love to learn. I do love to learn. You love to learn. And, and you love to learn from people. And you love to experience people. This is the perfect business for you in that way. If you were in an office with the same 20 people for 50 years, 
you wouldn't learn that much. That's a cool one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And everything I know about you, you're just open to trying new things and meeting new people and and learning a lot about stuff. You're very you're super curious. Like, you know, be curious. That's you. You like to learn. So that's another reason. Cool. Does that I make like, sense? Yeah, I like that yeah. one. So I have an answer now. Yes, you do have an answer. Mr. Fantabulous, do you know why you're in this business besides uh, you know, the obvious? Yeah, I think it's funny. I was talking about this with Laura. My wife the other day. Jeff has a wife. I get made fun of because I can't just say her name. I always have to also say she's my wife. I'm so, I think I'm still in that goo-goo-eyed uh, honeymoon phase. We got married six months ago. Uh, she's um, amazing. But I, I love – I just love everything about this business. Like I love YouTube videos and I love trending topics on Twitter. So even the ability to be tangentially tied to like the cultural zeitgeist is really fun for me. Yeah, so, so you want to surf on the – pop culture wave yeah exactly there it's you fun go for me to feel like i'm um like a part of a community that's culturally relevant all the time right the ups and the downs of it so there you do you see what i mean that's mm-hmm. another one for him all right so those are top 10 elements if you work on those then you will have a really good attitude for whatever comes your way so now i'm going to tell a story about when I was on Polly Shore's movie, Jury Duty. I just interviewed him. I did the uh, – he's a good guy, right? He's, a, he's an – it seems like a nice guy. I don't know him well, but interesting character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting cat. Oh, I he – I'll tell you my story about him. So we – I had done the milk commercial, and that was a lot of facial expressions. In Hollywood, a lot of times they go, oh, well, that's what he's good at is facial expressions. So let's hire him. It's this movie, Jury Duty, where I was the convict, and I don't say anything – I just keep doing silent physical bits with looking at Polly Shore and the jury. The was it whole an offer? Time. You auditioned? How did it? Uh, I was an offer. Oh, great. Yeah. So I, yeah, I just went and met with the casting director to talk about it and then they gave me the part. Um, so I was having a really good time with it. It was really fun and they were getting dailies. Uh, the studio would get a daily. Now, dailies are they shoot a day and then they send that footage to the studio. They review it. They loved what I was doing so much that they wrote another scene. So what happened was they called my agent. They said, will he do it? We're going to pay him extra. Here's you want to add a scene. We said, great. And back in the day, I got a fax and I read the scene and I was so bummed. Why? It, because it took everything that I was doing and just kind of changed it it was him coming to my cell we had a discussion all of us so that mystery is gone i'm just talking i'm this character now i love the fact that i was silent it just made it really cool like you didn't know who i was you don't know what he sounds like you don't know what he sounds like so then all of a sudden we were just talking and then he pretended it was a conjugal visit and it was like us pretending that we're humping and stuff like that and i thought god everything that i really wanted to get out of this in terms of that vibe in this one scene just kind of throws it all away. So I was really bummed, but they made the deal first. I didn't read, I wasn't strong enough at that point in my career to say, well, I won't accept until I see the scene. And then even if I did see the scene, yeah. But even if I did see the scene, would I say, "Mm, I'm not going to do it. Or I mean, what would I say? I don't even know at that. At this point I might say, listen, I definitely want to talk to the director and the writer about this. And maybe we could find something in between. But then I was, you know, I was newer. But I went in there and I had a great attitude. I didn't 
piss and moan about it. He came. He asked me to come in. Polly asked me to come in his dressing room, and he was telling me what comedy is and why it's what is funny and why this scene was funny. And I was just nodding and smiling. I didn't complain. I was flexible, and I thought this is his movie, and he's excited about it. And put the blinders on and thought they asked me to do more because I was doing well, so I could f- focused on the negative stuff. But I thought this is all kind of good and ironically enough when i go to conventions people say that's their favorite scene in the movie really you never still not get it oh no i understand what they were doing but it's just not me artistically that i wanted to do i had a cool idea and it was kind of going my way and then it changed do you sometimes have a hard time because sean you do wear so many caps you are a writer you are now directing you Mm -hmm. are an actor do you have a hard time remembering sometimes this isn't my movie I'm a I'm a part in this. Yeah, machine. I mean that's 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 that will be an episode talking about the idea that we are servicing a story. Right. We are servicing their vision, not ours. We're not. This isn't our story to tell. We are an element of the storytelling, just like the cameraman is, the costume person, the makeup person. We are part of the storytelling, and the, every one of those departments bring their own creative vision to form within the story. So. I had the right attitude. I used a lot of these. I was open to the idea. I played with him. I was flexible. Obviously, I had my blinders on. You know, I uh, was curious about how it was going to go. I got excited, even though it was something I didn't want to do. And it went well for me. And like I said, people still love that scene. So I wanted to tie in our last story because it was about attitude as well. So... Attitude, attitude, attitude. I would say, and I've said this a million times, I think it's 35 to 40 percent. I talked to a producer yesterday, Felissa Rose. We were talking about this. 30 to 40 percent, your craft, which has to be solid, but 60 to 70, see, I was, I could, it's like the one vein. I, could, I was like 30 to 40. Wait a minute. Well, what's the remainder of that? Uh, it was one vein. One, one vein. 60 uh, to 70 percent is your attitude. You could be a great actor. Two great actors, and they go, this one's difficult, you're out. So what do you think about that, Mr. Fantabulous? I think I'm equally astounded by everything I've learned mm-hmm. as the fact that our veins go for 100,000 miles. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Everything I've said here today is not as exciting as the one vein back to the moon and back to the moon and back. Somebody listening right now is like, I knew that, you idiot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm very humble. I'm like, I have important things to say. Mm-hmm. Me and my healthy one vein. <laughs> you know what, and though? You were curious. I was curious. I know more. Yes, and I did because I was curious. See? Good attitude. So, as always, you can find me at at that guy Sean Whalen on Instagram and Twitter. I am also Sean Whalen Peeps on Facebook. No, you're at that guy SMW. Oh, at that guy SMW. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. I just yeah. want to plug you. Thank I'm, you. I'm at Roxy Stryer, and above my bed, always there was attitudes. Everything. Pick a good one. Yeah. My mom got that for me when I was a brat. <laughs> there you go, Mr. Fontabulous. Where can we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at Jeffrey C Graham or Instagram at Jeffrey Crane Graham. And as always, thank you for letting me be part of your journey. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. 
Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.